0: All right, so what do you get when you cross Bambi with a ghost? Uh, I don't know. Bamboo. Uh, ha, ha, <laughs> that's terrible. All right, what's a ghost's favorite ride at the carnival? I don't know. The roller ghoster. Oh Jesus! You're yeah. not. You're is not, that it? Are, are you not liking? No, they're great. they well. Really why don't fo- mummies take vacations? I don't know because they're afraid they'll relax and unwind. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a good one. I get, Oh wait, hey, we're rolling. All right, well let's roll. I'm Rich. And I'm Mark. And we are Two guys, guys on Block Island.
1: How did you get the keys for this place again? Holly asked without taking her eyes off the lighthouse that stood in front of them. For the 10th time, John at the town hall owed me a favor, so I told him I wanted to go poke around the South Lighthouse for a bit. Rick responded while fighting with a lock on the door. It was a cloudy, chilly October day on Block Island, making the lighthouse on the south side of the island look even more terrifying than normal. Holly had lived on the island for years and had never dared to enter either of the lighthouses. She had heard the stories about both and couldn't believe she was letting Rick talk her into this. Maybe he gave you the wrong key. We should probably just get out of here, she said to Rick. At that moment she heard a click and the door to the lighthouse slowly opened. Rick looked at Holly with a smile on his face. Look, we'll just go in for no more than 20 minutes. I just always wanted to check this place out with no interruptions, he said. Fine, let's get this over with. You owe me a coffee though, Holly said. Deal. As they walked into the dark lighthouse, Holly started remembering the stories surrounding the place. As the legend went, a woman named Maggie was staying with her husband, who was the keeper of the lighthouse. The talk around the island was that the marriage was pretty rocky and the couple was always arguing. One day, the husband, in a state of shock, was screaming for help. When people showed up, Maggie lay dead at the end of the staircase with a broken neck. He said she did it to herself, but the courts would see it differently and he would serve a life sentence for murder. After this, the island wouldn't be able to keep a light keeper for very long. Items moving, beds shaking and even being locked out of the building would send them running. Holly shivered a bit as she used her iPhone flashlight to look around the place. She picked up a photo on a table and stared at it. At that moment, she thought she heard a whisper. Rick, is that you? She said. Did you say something? I'm upstairs. you got to come up and see some of this stuff, Rick said excitedly. Holly put the photo down and began to walk towards the stairs. Out of nowhere, her head began to pound. She rubbed her forehead as she put a foot on the first step. Push him. She heard whispered into her ear. She let out a gasp. Rick, we should get out of here now. Just a few more minutes, he responded as he walked to the stairs to meet her. As Holly finished climbing the stairs, she heard the voice once again. This time it said, do it. Rick approached her with something in his hands, held up proudly. Hey, Holly, check this. He was cut off mid-sentence as Holly had pushed him as hard as she could. She didn't know what was happening. She felt like she had no control. Her eyes were now following Rick as he fell backwards down the stairs with terror in his eyes. All while the sound of a female laughing rang out faintly in the distance. I'm Rob Coakley and this is Hometown Ghost Stories, Block Island, Rhode Island.
0: All right, well, you just heard a great little story, and that was produced by the uh, the gang at Hometown Ghost Stories Podcast. And we are lucky enough to have uh, three members of their team with us here today. We have uh, Jesse, Rob, and Dave, and they're here to uh, help us do our Halloween episode and talk a little more about ghost hunting and ghost stories, and they are some ex Super experts. exciting yeah. to have the pros in town. Yeah, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. Anytime we have a... A reason to come to Block Island, I um, I'll take that opportunity all day, every day.
0: Well, we know it's going out of your way though too, so yeah, the driving and a ferry ride and all that shenanigans. You guys so. have
2: definitely helped make that uh, as accommodating as possible, and we appreciate it very much. Well,
0: thank for sure. you for
1: sure. So, uh, well, guess... tell our listeners first where you where did you guys come up from? So we we live on the south coast of Massachusetts. I'm in Bridgewater. Dave's in Plymouth. Jesse's in Whitman. So we kind of right. got that area covered.
3: Yeah. Cool. No shortage of uh, creepy old houses and stuff around that area, too.
1: Not at all. And in fact, the reason the whole show started was because of a creepy old house in that, in that area. Really? So, yeah. Tell us more about that. So I grew up in one of the most haunted houses in Bridgewater, Massachusetts, which is obviously within the Bridgewater Triangle, right? Um, the story behind that house is in 1949, a man went, went missing from the, from the property. He owned a farm called the Oakley farm there and his cow used to get out all the time and he would go track down the cow with his dog and he would bring it back. And one night the cow got out. He went to track down the cow. Uh, this gentleman's name was John McElwraith, by the way, if you want to look up in the enterprise, you can find this story Okay. and he never came back. And so a few days later, while there was a search party for this man, they had the reporter from the enterprise there and he was talking with like the nephew or something like that and the cow came out of the woods so the cow came out and the guy the nephew goes oh there's the cow and then the dog came out behind the cow and they were like oh the dog's there my uncle must be not too far behind but the uncle never showed up then they never found his body
3: they never found him
1: they never found him and then his wife was left alone at the house and it switched owners a few times and then my grandparents bought the house in 1968 and ever since then there have been experiences at that house to this day.
3: Wow. So were there uh was there activity, paranormal activity there before night prior nineteen sixty eight? Any reports yeah, of that?
1: So my mom and her sisters went to school with the family that owned the house for nine months before them and they were so scared that they moved out of the house. Okay. Uh, and and they, your parents were like, chickens. Yeah, let's buy this thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my grandparents my grandparents moved in. <laughs> the price is right. Yeah. So so funny story about that is they bought it for $10,000 at the time and my grandfather was like how am I ever going to pay for this? Oh, <laughs> right, right 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 yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so they they found out years later going to school with these children that they also had experiences that they had and as a child I knew nothing about this and then when I was 8 years old that kind of all changed.
3: And so what happened to you when you were eight? What were your experiences?
1: So it technically wasn't my experience, okay. but it was my little brother's. So I was eight. My little brother's two years old. He doesn't know what a ghost is at all, right? He's two. Yeah. He, he's lucky that he can even like make noises come out of his mouth. Yeah. So So are we, by the way. True. That, <laughs> yeah. That's how we feel sometimes, too. <laughs> so I'm downstairs with my mother, middle of the day. He's upstairs, supposed to be napping, and- He's one of those childs that's just like, you know, hell on earth, basically, yeah. he scorched earth every minute of his life. <laughs> so we hear him start crying upstairs, and we just figured he'd hurt himself doing something he wasn't supposed to do. So we run upstairs to check on him, and he is in the corner of the hallway, and he's as white as a ghost. And he's just pointing, going, the man, mummy, the man, the man, mummy, the man, oh, just repeatedly. Yeah. So then I found out the story, a little bit of the story, because we didn't know the full story yet. It took years for us to track down the story about the man that went missing and like the full story of that. But then I started hearing from my grandparents like, yeah, we hear, you know, voices at night and all this other stuff that was going on at the house. And um, fast forward a couple of years when I was in my late 20s, I had to stay at the house by myself for two years. And that That's was like crazy. the worst two years of my For life. two <laughs> years? Yeah. Yeah. So this house that was... you are going to be like a weekend. I had to watch the dog yeah. or something. So my grandfather got real sick. They had to move out and move in with one of my aunts. And someone had to stay there because there was no heating system in this house. It all was heated by a wood stove. Oh, wow. Big so, one in the
0: basement, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was actually in a little den right off the side of the kitchen. So it was like this really old setup and- one of the first things I got, I'll show you guys after the podcast, but I took a picture of the fire just being like, first fire of the season, you know, the things you do for Instagram. And you can see a skull within the fire of the first picture. And then from there, it just escalated. And these guys didn't help too much because every time they came over to the house, they're like, let's do a ghost (laughs) investigation. (laughs) Let's have a seance. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And uh, it stirred (laughs) stuff up pretty heavily. Did it really? Yeah. We had some really wild experiences in that house. So
3: the spirits don't like it when you're trying to get into their world. (laughs) Either that or they really like it. Or they like, right. (laughs) More to the point. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Definitely stirred some things up. Yeah.
3: So what did you guys experience at this house?
1: Well... Hey, do you want to you want to take this one, Dave? Some uh, of the I stuff guess you. Think I
4: guess should, Jesse's... <laughs> yes, you uh, can move the mic. Yeah, you, yeah, can, you can move, move the mic. Yeah. We we're, okay. we're working. we yeah, we have we're uh, three guests mics. And, and four. Yeah, mics, as so. much as I love sitting on Rob's lap, I guess I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we we had done quite a few nights there, and once word started getting around to like our friends, um, they're like, "Well, let's go hunt ghosts too." So we, you know, we we were amateurs, still are, but we would do you know flashlight experiments where you try to get the ghost to turn on the flashlight. Basically, you can on these like little cheap flashlights, you can loosen the cap a little bit and electricity will jump. Electricity will jump anyways, but it's believed that if it responds to your questions, then you could do it. So we were, we would do the flashlight test a few times and and sure enough, like boom, the light would go on. We'd be like, oh, if you're here then turn it off, boom, the light would go off. It was really cool. And you know, everyone wanted to see it. And then one particular night we're standing there and one of the flashlights just boom explodes. And we're like whoa, like that, that's next level. We got it on camera and everything. We had the video footage from it and it was, it was insane, but we would get, most of our experiences were in the attic, but the creepiest floor of that house was the the second floor. And there was, um, you know, things would bang around. You'd hear footsteps. Uh, there was one, one distinct night where, um, me, Rob and my wife, there was a huge snowstorm coming and we're like, okay, should we get snowed in our house or should we go to Rob's house where he has a fireplace? Like, let's go <laughs> And <to Rob>. ghosts. <laughs> yeah, it was like the worst. Yeah, and ghosts. So it was like the worst. Warm but haunted. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, you know, you take it or leave it. It's, uh, you get the good with the bad. But we, we did go get snowed in there and um, lost power, of course, but we had the fire going. But during the night... We're all camping out on the first floor because no one goes to the second floor. The second floor is too scary. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is what we knew about Rob's house. Second floor, too scary. We don't go up there. We're how how old floor. are you at this point? This was Ten years ago. about 10 years ago. So I was like uh, like 25. Yeah, Yep. Too scary on the second floor. Um, grown man. <laughs> Anyways, I'm very courageous, by the way. But- well, dude, you're dealing with some real stuff. I mean, like,
3: I'd be, I, you know, that's, I don't mess with the, 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 the spirit world. You know, I, I believe it's there. I know it's there. But yeah. I, ain't, I'll just, I'm, I'm glad there are guys like you doing this because well, you picked a, I, hell,
4: you, picked a hell of a place to live on Block Island. Yeah. Well, you
3: <laughs> well we're know. gonna get into that. <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, like, the the actual living people that are here are generally more scary than any kind of ghost. Yeah. Ever this meet. is so, you yeah. Know, few just, of them you know, are. Few yeah. of them.
4: So long story short, on that snowy night, we heard uh, things were banging around all night. And you couldn't really tell what was a storm, what wasn't. But it sounded like somebody was on the second floor, like literally just picking up boxes and chairs and throwing them against the wall. Like it was insane activity. Again, old house, noisy house during a storm. You don't know what's paranormal, what isn't. But what we did hear, all of us heard it, all three of us, including the dog, was there was a distinct set of footsteps that went down the hallway and then it took like a right and went down into one of the rooms and we all just looked at each other like those are footsteps yeah no doubt that's clear as day all three of us heard it and it, it absolutely freaked us out wow yep. yeah
0: yeah that would be enough for
3: me and this is just one house this is just your your house that you grew up in
0: right? Right. Or, or spent time in it the it birth is, of yeah. a podcast though
1: i mean you know? yeah i mean this and just to wrap this up i can tell you the scariest thing that happened to me in there yeah. was uh, Jesse is also a DJ as well. And yeah. one night I went to one of his gigs cause I would just go hang with him. Didn't drink this night, came home completely sober, went to the bathroom, started washing my hands, brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed. And as I'm doing that, I hear a conversation in the background, but I leave my TV on in my bedroom. Sure. So I think nothing of it. Like, I just think it's the TV. That's all I'm, that's all I'm thinking it is. I walk out of the bathroom, I open the door to my bedroom, I look at the TV, it's off, and as soon as I do that, the conversation stops. I sit there for three seconds, and somebody, I can't tell you what they said, but there was somebody that yelled three to four words down the stairs. And it, I still get goosebumps. I just got them. Still thinking of this story. It I was, and I didn't know what to do. i like laid in bed. I'm like, do I leave? Where do I go? It's one 30 in the morning now. Literally paralyzed with fear. Yeah. So I was like, it was a terrifying night. I didn't sleep that night. And then uh, nothing happened the rest of the night. But since then we have sold the house and we did our first episode on this house. And I got a message a few months after we aired it. And somebody goes, is this the address of that house you were talking about? Because I've never said the address because I don't own it anymore. Right. And I go, yeah, but I don't say it. And they go, well, I'm the new owner of that house. <laughs> and, I, and it's gone through a complete remodel. And she started telling me stuff about the house that I left out of the episode that they're experiencing. Oh, okay. Oh, it matched okay. your experiences. So, but it, So one thing was the attic door was always double bolted but we would go up there and I'd say what 50% of the time the door would be wide open. Yep. So you would go up there and I always just try to attribute it to an old house. Maybe the locks are sliding sure, sure, sure. something. So the house has now since been renovated, the attic door is in a different place of the house and it's nailed shut. And, <laughs> and she goes upstairs and she, her attic doors hope open uh, frequently as wow. well. So like, and she also had the conversation thing happen whew, to her as well um, up on the second floor while they were downstairs and just crazy it's just crazy the overlapping stuff that you'll get from this and you don't even know each other and you start and that helps validate some of this. Sure, right yeah
0: it's like the it's like the murder suspect and they leave certain tidbits of the investigation out and the guy who brings those up they got their man yeah right yeah that's uh, yeah that's what I mean it's like a little validity there with uh, them experiencing the same stuff and do you guys
3: go into whenever you're ghost hunting do you go in with like as, as skeptics basically and look for everything that it could possibly be you know yeah, what i mean so i'm
2: kind of like the the resident skeptic and um we we go in with the mindset that we are we're not trying to debunk anything right but we're trying to rule out anything that might not be what people think it that's is. what i'm yeah just to yeah, be completely yeah. you know
0: you're, you're the swamp gas guy it's just swamp gas not yeah. a ufo yeah exactly yeah. 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 yeah
2: those knocking yeah that's just the <laughs> the walls expanding and contracting and the nails popping you know the you try and explain away what it what it uh what it might not be or what right. it is but um, but this house is what definitely got us. It really kicked off our interest in the paranormal, and we started doing different locations. Like we next, we went out to the Berkshires and did the Houghton Mansion. We didn't gone down to um, Rhode Island to do the Conjuring House. We're to San Antonio to check out the Alamo and the Emily Morgan Hotel down there and just we want you know we want to hit all these you know big name yeah places just to see what we can get we found all this stuff at this random haunted house in bridgewater so let's go to the big ones so yeah.
3: wow and are you guys fans of like the warrens have you you know elizabeth warren and uh what, what was yeah lorraine name? and uh lorraine ed warren, oh, yeah. lorraine, lorraine yeah. and ed warren yeah can yeah we, we are
2: so we like to cover their things and they you know they they're real hit or miss people either like them or they hate them yeah you know they're, they're very very religious so people don't like that aspect but you know I like you know what what i can say as a positive about uh those two is that they are super passionate and they very much believed in everything that they did yeah
3: so yeah you know. i know they're kind of a controversial figures in the in the ghost world because yeah they were kind of I mean, they were like the rock stars. They were like the Beatles of ghost hunting, I feel like, right? They, were, they yeah. invented the whole thing, basically, more or less. I'm sure there were others before that. But they, they were the first big ones. Yeah, but, they um, definitely
2: helped perpetuate the satanic panic back in the 70s. The satanic <laughs> panic.
3: I was a, a victim of that, you know? Because, like, when I started listening to, like, Black Sabbath and Ozzy Osbourne, oh, my yeah. parents were like,
0: what is that? Oh, oh no, no. And then, you know. They did not like my Kiss posters.
3: No, same.
0: Mm-mm.
3: Remember yeah. when they thought that stood for Knights in Satan's Service? That was... Th- <laughs> That's what people said. Kiss used to stand for.
0: Wait, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I hate to break I, it to you. All right, they're I'll, just I'll they're, be okay. they're just
3: a couple of Jewish dudes in makeup. Yeah, really. yeah, pretty good at it. They're good at it. Anyway, sorry, we get off track sometimes. We love but. to. It's part um, of the
0: fun. Did you? Oh, who was up? You? No. Oh, I, so let's go to. Um, so you you came to Block Island and gathered some info, lighthouses, and talked about things. Mm-hmm. Was that your first time ever
1: to Block Island, or had you visited Block Island before as just touristy guest so i actually came over here to work about three years ago maybe somewhere in that time frame wait did you, you worked out f- here you look I, familiar i worked out here for about a week and a half on two separate ca- occasions i came out you guys have a um you guys have a new fiber line coming in for some internet service supposedly oh. Allegedly. Yeah. I, I did a lot of the initial surveying for that Okay. Uh, I was one of the guys doing the, like, the first first. You survey.
0: were always on the side of the road with the clipboard looking at the poll Absolutely, numbers. Absolutely, that, that was me. I
1: must have run into you then at yeah, some point. Probably. Yeah, probably. There was a couple of us out here doing that, but I was out here in November of all months doing that in 2020 maybe or something like that. And uh, I probably so,
0: have you on video because my – Client, I would do winter caretaking and they'd send me videos of, Do you know who this guy is in my driveway? Oh
1: my <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it was more like, Do you know who this amazingly attractive man is in my that's driveway? What they, yes, there's yeah. a, you know, yeah. even if they didn't yeah. say it, I yeah. thought it. Yeah, thank you. No problem.
3: <laughs> 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 so that's in when you came to work block um, mm-hmm. island is that when you were like hey this place would be great or did you talk to someone and they were like oh yeah this place is fucking haunted
1: well i thought it then the show wasn't we didn't have the show at that point okay. but i was starting to think of the show yeah. we had tried to do something else a few years back and just we didn't have the right it wasn't the right format that we were looking for okay so we were kind of reevaluating at that point but when I came out here, I was like, wow, this place is... First, I loved it out here. This yeah. is my favorite island in the area. I didn't even know about Block Island, to yeah. be perfectly honest. And I lived in southeastern Massachusetts. You yeah. would think, like, it's not that far. I should know about it. But you wouldn't. you'd be surprised how many people don't even know about. it.
3: I used to rent mopeds like 25 years. That was my first job. And mm-hmm. I would sign up the people for the contracts and I would look at their driver's license and I'd have people from Providence being like, Hey, by the way, what state is this? I'm like, <laughs> still in Rhode Island. Like they yeah. had no idea that no, this was part of their state, you know?
1: So yeah, for when we started the show to be completely transparent, um, we work so hard on the show and we're like going 24 seven. I wanted a day away. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if I can find any ghost stories on Block Island just to give me a reason to go <laughs> yeah, over Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. And then I found way too many ghost stories on Block Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. it became even more of a day of work, but it was a great day of work. Uh, the people at Block Island Ghost Tours really took care of me that day and helped out a lot. So, And when was that? A year ago or so? No, that was probably four months ago, maybe, Oh, okay, somewhere recently. Somewhere in there. That's when we did the first Block Island episode. And I expected first coming over here for this to be a one and done situation where we're just gonna do one episode on Block Island and we're not gonna have enough material. Oh. But we will be no. having a part two of Block Island at some point next Hells year. Hells yeah. Great. Uh, awesome. Yeah, that's that was yeah. one of my
0: questions was gonna be because, you know, you in that first episode, which was great, you covered, mm-hmm. you know, the lighthouses and the ships, and I wanna go into some of those a little bit. Yeah. But um you know, there's just so many houses that, yeah. you know, and old hotels and things like that out here. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty nuts. And
3: from what we understand, what limited knowledge we have of, of uh, the supernatural, ghosts apparently cannot travel across water is one of the things. Yeah, that that's one heard. of my questions. I
0: don't know. What do, you, what do, you, do you put any uh, faith in that theory?
1: I, w- I wouldn't say that because one of the big theories is water is a conduit for the paranormal. That's why oh. you'll see a lot mm. of... A lot of east coast cities that have a lot of paranormal activity you also see a lot of uh, cities along the mississippi river that have it like st louis and stuff like that interesting so one of the prevailing theories and our big thing is we always say we don't make the rules but we look to see what some of the theories are that are out there for this stuff so i wouldn't say i mean you have celebrity ghosts that are seen multiple locations throughout the world really so, yeah, I mean, like, k- give us an example or two. So, we recently covered Marilyn Monroe and she kind of teleports between teleports. I'm just using that word. Sure. But, sure, like, sure. her travels manifest. Yeah. Manifest. That's yeah. the perfect yeah. word yeah. for it. And multiple location. <laughs> Elvis is a multiple states. Uh, Blackbeard. Well. Blackbeard. That's really?
3: here, right? Suppo- yeah. yeah suppo- wasn't yeah, Blackbeard? Yeah. Or was it Captain Kidd?
0: Uh, no, it was Blackbeard. I think, I think it was Blackbeard. Yeah. One of them supposedly buried treasure up on. Um, sands property yep and they they came out the treasure hunters came out looking for it but really yeah they were way off <laughs> i know where it is Yeah, you? just yeah. just waiting <laughs> just it's dry, as soon as the pond dries up a little
1: more i don't want to get wet you know, it's underwater sure. so, you know. i'll help you <laughs> but blackbeard's been seen here the isle of shoals down in port, jamaica port jamaica royal. port royal so wow the water theory of them not being able to okay. cross i would say is just based on stuff like that.
0: You know what I'm deducing from this, too, is those are people that you mentioned that spent their life constantly moving around in multiple places, right. Right. traveling. So, you know, it would only make sense that, you know, somebody like Elvis after his death would manifest in different, right. you know, because that's, that's what his life was, whereas, you know, maybe the, the, the guy who followed the cow spent his whole life in that house, so right. never has any Right. Doesn't want to go to Memphis. Yeah, right. Because
1: a lot of people haunt places that they like residual hauntings are places that they've been at or they're real were real comfortable with. So Elvis had Graceland, obviously, and he also had a residency in Las Vegas and stayed in the same place for, you know, a number of years, as well as performed on the same stage for a number of years. So that's a place that you are comfortable with that you're gonna keep keep going to. Maybe you're keep he'll keep performing there. If you were somebody we had a a fun one about a guy who built a spite wall his neighbor was sick of him working on sunday so <laughs> this guy until his death was building a wall of rocks to put uh, between him and his neighbor and one of the his hauntings is that he is still working on the spite wall to this day because it's something he did his entire life right <laughs>
3: Wow. I think I need to build a couple uh, spite I, yeah, walls. Yeah, I hope if I, I have it's going to be I, more fun. I'd like to make a portable spite wall, yeah. you know, that I could bring around if I'm bumping into somebody at the bar, I yeah. just be like spite wall.
0: Strange. Rich keeps manifesting at the uh, buffet table at the Bellagio. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you're at <laughs> Golden Corral. There. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, you
2: know, what? I recommend not building your portable spite wall out of stone in that case. <laughs> no, I'll yeah. I'll yeah, make it yeah, yeah. A, a lighter construction foam, material. Yeah. Home blocks. Yeah. No so,
3: crates. Building a crate wall. <laughs> yeah. So when you came out to Block Island for the for that first time, I'm sh- I'm sure it's it, the uh, in all in the episode. But for our listeners' sake, mm-hmm. and, and we obviously are urging our listeners to go check out hometown ghost stories. Yeah, and, it's good. It's know, good. Beyond the yeah. Block Island episode.
0: Yeah, but at least check out the Block Island episodes. But I think you'll get hooked. And, oh yeah, and you'll want to listen to more. I know Big I time. I got addicted. Yeah. But, you know. So so just give us the thumbnail
3: of what you covered in that episode when you were out here.
1: So when I came out here. I wasn't going to cover the Palatine or the, the other lighthouse, you know, like your main stories, you guys have like two yeah. or three main stories. Right. The, the collision with the ferry boat as well was one of the other ones. And as I thought about it, I think that it's important to tell the main stories first. Right. Yeah. As much as I like some of the other stories here, like you guys have some great regular houses, but you got to let people know. Cause I'm sure you guys are sick of the Palatine to an extent. No, I got notes <laughs> in here I want to ask you about <laughs> Well, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. when, when people ask about ghost stories, that is the first one that comes up for Block sure. Island, right? Probably. So, so, but it's still important to know, like, I live 50 miles away and I didn't know about Block Island. So, of course, right. I don't know about the Palatine. That story needs to be told on, on a wide scale. Yeah. So, we covered the Palatine, we covered the Larchmont, that's the boat I was trying to think of, and we covered uh, Mad Maggie and the Lighthouse Yep. because those are to me, important stories that correspond with this Island heavily. Yep. So now when we cover the second one, now I can be like, now, you know, the overview of block Island. Now let's get into the nitty gritty the let's houses. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get into some of these deep, real scary stories. There's one that I can't wait to cover. We'll tease that a little bit, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they showed me a really good house and I can't wait to tell that to Oh, them. oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So when you did the episode, you covered, um, the Southeast lighthouse and the story was mad Maggie. Right. How'd you like that story? That was uh
1: so it, it's a good story. Um, it, I couldn't really validate it. You know what right, I mean? Right. With, with facts, which isn't something you can always do, especially with something from the 18 or 19 hundreds. Well, and you,
0: you talked about that. You guys talked about that on the podcast that, you know, a, a record keeping wasn't all that great. And I had a theory that I jotted down here. I wonder if there was a time where people were so afraid of being accused of being a witch or stuff like that, that they would just hold those stories in because God forbid, I'd say that I'm seeing people that aren't really there. Next thing you know, you're swinging in a tree. Well, it's still stigmatized to this day. So like
2: back when you're talking about these time frames where they were worried about being accused of a witch, it's almost the same problem just to a much lesser degree. There are scientists that don't want to study it because they're afraid of, you know, being discredited. You know, no scientist wants to be the guy who's known for looking at the paranormal and the same thing for like UFOs and stuff like that so People don't really, if they or if an adult sees a ghost, they don't always want to talk about it because they're afraid they're going to look like a lunatic. Right. So it's kind of the same theory,
0: right, just on a much smaller scale. And if we could just tell them that it isn't the ghost story that makes you a lunatic, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. you. It's just you. <laughs> Maybe I let so, let somebody smarter deliver that story, and then yeah. it'll be odd. then it, it, that is funny too because you get a certain person tells a story, and everybody's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then somebody else of a different caliber in this in that society tells it, and I'm like, really, yeah, you know. <laughs> (laughs) All of a sudden it's validated by the teller, you know, I mean, and I find that to be kind of funny too. It's like the guy who's just puts on a doctor coat and tells you, okay, drop your pants. We're going to do this. And sure, but he's not a doctor, but because he's wearing the
3: coat, I believe him. Yeah. I mean, you got me that one time (laughs) I was like, dude, you're not, wait a minute. This is no. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> you do not see
1: this name tag? It says doctor. It says Rich. doctor. Yeah. yeah, I'm a doctor you're too. Doctor Westchester. That's for right. hate. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you
0: can tell anybody you're a doctor. I played a doctor in a lip sync band for did, Prince. Did you? Yeah, the doctor on the keyboard. Oh, the keyboard yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, he was my favorite. I wore the scrubs. So we like, digress.
3: Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, what was the question? I had a good one, um, and then I lost it because you started
0: talking about. Well, Prince I can and- go if you. Okay, still, go. If you think about your I question. Will. All right, so then you you touched on the Larchmont, and that's right. the story where you know they, you know, landed at the North Light. Um, the the kid knocking on the door, or whatever. I heard he knocked on the door when they opened the door. That he right. said, "There's more coming." Right. And um, but they, you know, that now I got lost. Where was I? Let me look at my notes. Um. Oh, you touched on the tossing dogs down the stairs in the lighthouse. Yeah. So that has people actually told you that? Or is that just folklore? Because that sounds like it must be the spirits of the people because they stacked the bodies in the lighthouse for right.
3: a while.
1: Wait, back it up. What's the Larchmont? The Larchmont was the one. Was that the ferry? So the Larchmont was the ferry that collided with the Harry Knowlton. Okay. And basically the conditions for that night, they shouldn't have been, they shouldn't have been. Um, On the waters that night and they left it up to the captain who was a very young captain at the time on if he was going to do it or not. And we're talking 19 the 1910s where people were like, well, I got to do this or I'm going to get fired. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, like they're like, yeah. It's up to you. And he was probably like, uh, I know what that means. I need, yeah. a, I need to sail this
0: boat. Probably a boat full of very important people who could afford steamship passage. Right. You, know, yeah. and you don't want to
1: let them down. Right. You know, right. They right. got
0: to catch a train or something next. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. So they, they went out in this awful, cold, terrible, I think it was in February, which, as we know, not the greatest time to be on the water around no. here. And they got into this collision in the middle of the night with another boat called the Harry Knowlton. And it like basically ripped through the side of the ship there they, they tried to get lifeboat boats for the people to get to the land sometime the next morning a few of these sh- shit a few of these lifeboats rolled up and the people that survived were using dead bodies as a shield for the wind oh, so yeah. like they, it, would,
0: they were almost like frozen together yeah. like making a shield and you you know
1: the, the number of people that survived us was minuscule, based on how many people were on the ship, it was like real little. And so there's been ghost reportings ever since then. Like, like you said, they stacked the bodies in the lighthouse before getting, figuring out what to even do with them at that point. Right.
3: Cause the ground's frozen. Can't right, bury them.
1: Right. Tough. So it was a tough scene for everybody. And look, that kid showed up on shore whether he did it on the shore or knocked on a lighthouse, he said there's more coming there's more coming, and then he drops dead right there <laughs> yeah, in front of everything. And then the bodies just keep washing on keep shore. Keep washing on shore know? for the next several months probably. Yeah, and
0: I heard, you know, for history purposes, they would all bring – they brought down the um, – like the seaweed carts, so the farmers here would use seaweed carts to load seaweed off the beach, so they set up their horses with the seaweed carts and just started piling the bodies onto the seaweed carts, and the horse would drag them up to the lighthouse mm-hmm. and so
3: what's been seen from from that uh, in it's in the lighthouse the uh most of the
1: most of the hauntings activity. is in that north lighthouse, but yeah. on the beach, people have heard uh, more coming more coming, really uh, whispered like lightly throughout there. Um, as you alluded to people's dogs, there's multiple stories of dogs just being thrown down the stairs of that lighthouse. And what I find different about that, it's like, well, why would one of these ghosts be doing that? And it seems more demonic sort of activity than anything. So, So, but we don't know if that's the case or not. That's
3: one of the questions I wanted to ask you is have you guys run into, first of all, you know i'm assuming that the difference between a demon and a ghost is one's a malevolent force um but but it, have you guys run into any demonic activity we've uh, located a few different
2: locations where there is alleged to be demons so the difference between a demon and a ghost is a demon is has never been has never walked the earth in human form okay right right so they are typically like religious based and they are exactly what you said malevolent yeah. entities yeah um, but like I said, the difference is that they were never human
3: and possibly centuries old from the beginning of time. We don't know where they come from exactly. or, or what they are
0: necessarily. They're just pure evil. Exactly. Wow. So that's, that's what they are. Um, but a ghost could be a bad ghost too, right? Certainly, I mean, yeah. they could be mischievous maybe in a, they think they're being funny, but meanwhile, it scares the shit out of you. Yeah. Or they could be angry as we've heard in some stories, you know, right. and they're just, Yeah, pissed off. It could be, yeah. So that's like your poltergeist. Typically
2: your um, poltergeist is German for pesky ghost. So um, those are typically your uh, you know, like pesky ones that play pranks and whatnot. Yeah. uh, Knock and throw things
0: around. But they can also be
2: angry and malevolent also. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like I I guess if you didn't like a dog when you were alive, you don't want one coming up when you're peacefully haunting the top floor of a lighthouse, you know? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe the dog's like just not well trained and and, you know.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I for, would, the,
4: for the most part, with poltergeists, they typically are, they don't harm people. Like they'll they'll move stuff, they'll throw stuff, they'll make knocks. I don't yeah. think they're chucking dogs downstairs. So right. that could be something more demonic.
3: And so have you guys run into any of what you might think is demonic activity?
4: We've I, I don't think we, I, I could say we've experienced it firsthand. We've experienced things that in, in locations that are certainly questionable. Like we went to the the house in Rhode Island, actually the the, the Conjuring movie was based right. off right. Of. And there's supposed to be something demonic there. And for most of the night, I mean, there was a big group of people there, so it was kind of hard to really lock down what noises are coming from what because the house is a million years old, and you hear, you know, if you're in the attic, you can hear people in the basement. Yeah. The walls and floors are so thin. But at one point in the investigation, um, we were live streaming it, and Dave was in the basement by himself, and our wonderful brother Andrew typed out some ancient Latin things in the comments and Dave not knowing what it says read it out loud and all of a sudden all of the equipment started going crazy. And we're like, oh, that was probably a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> really
0: Well it depends how you look at it. Yeah. It was a
4: good so, idea for us to hear the story. <laughs> and then in uh Middleborough we investigated the Oliver House and I I wouldn't say anything demonic is there, but Rob had gotten scratched inside that house. So um and it was a, a clear red mark on him. We don't know where it came from. He doesn't remember scratching himself. We got it on camera. So we don't know. But wow. Yeah. Would I, would I say any of it's definitely demonic? I don't know. But if any of the stories are true, then I would say probably the most likely place would be at The Conjuring
3: House. Wow. And now The Conjuring House. What's up with that place? Is that like empty or is it owned by someone? Do people live there now? Or?
4: It's owned by someone. Yeah. They just recently sold it. I think the new owners are still hosting paranormal investigations and events. So you can like book it out and... Um, there's a few different ways to do it. Genius. I wonder yeah. now when that's sold, I wonder if that like would that because it's
3: like if you have a regular haunted house, right, you'd probably it would, might decrease the value of the home. But since that one's so globally famous, yeah, I wonder that. if that was like, hey, yeah, you know, it's an extra hundred grand. I don't yeah, you know, know. It's, it's a, a whole they, business. What it sold
2: for? But they sold it for way more than it should have been worth. because It's like a very small, just really old. house yeah. that's not in great shape. Yeah. Uh, it's not a lot of land, but I mean, they sold it for millions.
0: So, oh wow! Yeah. Well, and if you're really into it, you know, and you, it could be like a collector's item to somebody who's really into right. the, to the ghost hunter. Like some stuff. people collect serial killer like m- memorabilia. memorabilia and stuff like yeah. that.
3: You collect ghost uh, haunted houses. I collect demons. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I got, I got plenty of I'm my own a already. collection. No,
0: <laughs> no. <All right>. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Zach Baggins from ghost adventures tried to buy the entire house and just pick the whole thing up and move it to Vegas. And it was like haunted museum. But they were like, you know, it's a historical house. You can't just take it. Yeah. So, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the stuff you learn.
0: <laughs> please, That's why. You wanted
3: to buy it and move it. That's what I heard. Yeah. And so like, all right, so I want to back. Uh, actually, you know what? Can we take a, let's take a break and check in with our
0: sponsors first. Hey, Before we go to commercial, I think this is a good time to, uh, to talk about something that's super important to us. Yeah.
3: It's a big thing and it's, it's hard to talk about. And we're talking about, of course, mental health.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I can quickly share that I have been in a very bad place, um, myself and, you know, you just, I don't know how I got there or why it was yeah. happening. I mean, I've I've been
3: there as well, Rich. Uh, we've talked about it. I think both of us on the podcast, both of us have been, you know, in, in bad places at times. Uh, the tough thing is you don't know how to explain it to anybody.
0: Yeah, and you you feel like you're being a whiner, you know, because yeah. sometimes things are bad in your head, but on the outside everything seems just hunky dory, you know. Yeah and uh, everyone, uh, everyone's
3: life has been touched by losing someone to suicide so we're working with the South
0: County Health in a program called Zero Suicide and we're hoping it makes a difference yeah so there's a great resource available there it's a website called mantherapy.org it is geared towards middle-aged men but it doesn't mean you have to be a middle-aged man to to utilize it to learn if you're a spouse or a co-worker you can you know, send the link to someone else yeah. and uh, it's really a great site and you can,
3: you can use it to help get the ball rolling and, and you don't have to talk to anybody at first they have a 20 point head inspection they call it (laughs) which would uh help you kind of you know make sense of things
0: yeah and it's private in your own home you know and uh while it's not a funny topic, the website takes you know just a great approach to it. They they have they say things like uh you know sometimes a man needs a pork shoulder to cry on. That's or a good one. When catching z's is harder than yeah. catching a twenty pound trout.
3: <laughs> I like it. I like the anxiety one. When stress grabs you by the balls. <laughs>
0: you know? and there's so, so many have, more. Yeah. yeah, they have a sense of humor. Yeah, yeah. Nice. So good, yeah. you know there's just too many great topics to read them all. So please go check it out. Um, you know there's no sense in waiting. Get it early if it's starting to bug you. or You think something's wrong. Check it out. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, website again is Man Therapy therapy.org uh check it out and uh, send it and share it with a friend yeah so we don't need to lose anyone to suicide or even have them living in a dark place so please check it out spread the word and you never know you might just save someone's life hey rich do these bell bottoms make me look fat bell bottom oh wait it must be monday and you're going to disco night at captain nicks well yeah of course i'm going to disco
3: night at captain nicks i'm the dj man i gotta be there <laughs> that place is so much fun so much fun and the fun doesn't end after monday because on tuesday and wednesdays we have dueling pianos followed by dr west sloppy seconds what are sloppy seconds Well, that's when i play the piano for the rest of the drunk people there at the end of the night well, that sounds fun in itself and thursdays they've got live acoustic acts and full bands and djs yeah and friday and saturday afternoons we have acoustic Stick Acts on the Deck at
0: 5.30. Uh, Fridays are Delaney, and then Saturdays are Buddy Rob Davis. And then Friday and Saturday nights, they've got the best live bands on Block Island, like Derek and the Fun Bags, The Blushing Brides, Fever, Neil and the Vipers, West End Blend, and the High and Mighty Brass Band, just to name a
3: few. Yeah, and uh, the bands aren't over just because Friday and Saturday night ends. On Sunday afternoons,
0: the Young Guns take the stage on the Deck at 5.30. Sunday fun day, and what if you're hungry? They got food, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. So they have serving food out of the Captain Galley seven days a week, including some late-night grub. So, you know, if you're hungry, stop in late night
3: and grab a bite. Yeah, and if you want to check out the full entertainment schedule, let's just head over to CaptainNicksBI.com.
0: Well, I think I'm going to go pick up something special for my wife, so I'm heading on down to Marmar Blockstar. Oh, my God. That's a great idea. You know,
3: you can get so much cool stuff there. And what I love about Marmar is that it's a mom and pop operation operated by Martha and Dominic. They're the most funky, crazy, fun family on Block Island. Yeah,
0: Marmar Jewels has a great variety of handmade, exquisite, artfully crafted jewelry by Marmar.
3: Yeah, she does it herself. And, you know, she also features the work of a rotating roster of over
0: 50 independent jewelry artists, and they have one of a kind of works from local and regional artists as well. You know what else they do? They do alternative wedding engagement options, gifts, and accessories for
3: bridal parties. Yeah, they've also got permanent jewelry workshops, visiting artists, trunk shows, and private
0: shopping. And of course, we all know Blockstar is the unofficial logo of Block Island. It's that star in a circle with the B.I. in the center. Yeah. Man, that thing has been around for so
3: long. And you know, Dominic started that thing in 2004, totally grassroots, selling
0: t-shirts and stickers out of the trunk of his car. Yeah, but it's grown into a lot more- more because now you can get hats hoodies and the t-shirts as well as bandanas stickers i mean you name it they've got it with the block star logo totally
3: they're open between memorial day and columbus day but you can order anytime online what's that website the website is marmarboutique.com all right i'm gonna head down to the club Wait a minute, there's a club out here? Is yeah. it like a private club? Can I come? No, Club Soda. Oh! You know the place. They are purveyors of fine food, free advice, and magical elixirs. You know what else? If you're looking for local color rich,
0: this is the place you want to go. The murals around the wall by H.D. Weatherby are incredible.
3: Yeah, I heard that he paid off his bar tab by painting that panorama. Well, I don't think he could drink enough to cover what he did there. <laughs> That's for sure. Hey, you know what else? Monday night is trivia night at 9 p.m., and they've got half-price wings all night and on tuesdays it's karaoke time Ooh, we should go and sing a carpenter's song i love carpenter's song. why do birds suddenly,
0: suddenly appear oh wait i just remembered on wednesdays it's musical bingo night how much fun is that oh that sounds like fun and thursdays and fridays it's the acoustic showcase
3: i've seen that and you know they they get some great artists there to perform and then on saturday it's
0: full live bands oh Sounds like a fun place to go. Totally. That's why I'm going. All right. So check them out at their website, club soda, B I R I.com. Or you can give them a call at 401-466-5397. And you know what they say at club soda. We are all
3: here. Cause we're not all there. Okay. We're back. Um, thank you to our sponsors as always. And uh, uh, I have more, more questions about, about ghosts in your podcast. So, so When did the idea for the podcast, your podcast, happen?
1: So I I had this idea about three years ago or so, and I was kind of formulating how I wanted to do it. And I knew that Dave and Jesse were both into this stuff. We're all best friends. We hang out all the time. So I presented it to them once I was ready to do it. And I basically, I was like, I want to cover ghost stories, but I want to do it differently than everybody else. I want our podcast to be a little different, where a lot of people – We'll tell you the story with other co-hosts, but they kind of talk over each other sometimes, right? And you're kind of missing the story a little bit. So, what we came up with was let's do a 10 to 20 minute pre-produced section where we just tell the story. Yeah. So you are focused on just telling the story, and then we would talk about the 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 stuff amongst each other for another you know 30, 45 minutes or whatever. And the great thing about us you know to to gloat a little bit please is we all bring something different to the table yeah jesse is amazing with music like i think the music really makes the show a lot it it really adds an element to it so he has produced this show and made music for the show that just like encapsulates what we're trying to present for that opening section that just quick interruption
0: i when i was when i listen to your podcast i do notice the music it's definitely uh it's definitely a great job and it makes a difference. You know, you Thanks. can definitely tell I, I like it. Thank you.
3: And we're going to have to nerd out later on some music <laughs> stuff. We'll get, and so are you the, also the, um, the tech guy on the, do you do all the, um, production? Yeah. Rob,
4: Rob didn't give me nearly enough credit. So yeah, please talk about yourself now. <laughs> yeah. I do the, I do like the audio production. So I make the music and then, uh, handle audio production that, but we all evenly put in on video production. So each week it's someone's week.
3: Gotcha. Right. So,
4: yeah. um, you know, I'll do the, the pre-produced video section, do the audio, but yeah, we do that. And then I do like the graphic design stuff as well.
3: And, and so when you guys drop, when did you drop your first episode? When did you,
4: it was, uh, November of last year, November of last September 30th. Was it okay? Day before Halloween last
2: year. We want it was. We made it a point to get at least one in before Halloween. Yeah, yeah. In
4: theory, we should have started it at, at least at the beginning of October, but you know, yeah, it had to start somewhere.
3: So. We had a similar start no, to we, our podcast too. We were like, you know, COVID kind of messed everything up, and uh we started late, but yeah, we were like, let's get something.
0: Yeah, out. we end up starting. So we do a, ours a seasonal, as you know. And we end up. I think our first one was in September. Yeah, we. Do yeah. a podcast all about Block Island on the first episodes after the summer's over. Yeah, right so, after know, summer ended. Whatever. Right. What but ifs. we
1: just went for it, you know? Yeah. And then... So I, I think that's not bad, though. I'm actually glad we started when we started um, because it gave us time to build up for the next season, right? So we could find what our voice was going to be. Yeah. And just like to expand upon like what people do, Dave came up with the idea to start writing that opening ghost story okay. where we take a three-minute section, around three minutes or so. And we compile some of the actual ghost stories and we just form our own. Yeah. So it's a, it's a work of fiction, but it includes elements of the, of the location. Yeah. And that's what you guys heard at the beginning of this episode. And that's what we do for every location now going forward. That's how we started to kind of hook you in. And then we tell you the history of the place and the hauntings and all that stuff. Cool.
3: So you're the, you write, you write, craft the story basically. Is that. We each do our own. You each do your own. We each do our own every week, but it was kind of my idea to get that first like initial um, like hook yeah you know, as Rep said, and is. how much pre work did you do f- getting like the idea how long did it take you like from the second you were like, who and who said who was like hey i got an idea let's do a podcast and then rob. so rob yeah. after from the initial idea after you approached everybody else how long until you guys like how much work did you guys put in getting the format down and and doing all that
1: so i would say it probably took us a good 12 episodes maybe around there before we actually got our our format down, down. Gotcha. I mean, it's there's elements. If you go listen to the first episode from Bridgewater, it's there. Yeah, I have trouble going back and listening to that episode. <laughs> I know what you're we, yeah, yeah, we, yeah right. Yeah. Like, yeah. but it, but you still have the story there. The elements are there, and then we do our show live too. So that we have that pre-produced section. We go live on YouTube every Tuesday night at nine o'clock. Yeah, and we have loyal people that come and they're in the chat, just adding questions to it. It, it helps tell the narrative a little bit more yeah. because maybe they'll ask a question and maybe we forgot something that we wanted to add and somebody will bring it up in the chat. Yeah. So there's a lot of elements that we've added to that. And I think going live is another way that we're just different than a lot of these other paranormal podcasts. Not saying we're better or worse, just saying to me, the two big things are be different. And have good quality stuff. Right. Have good sound quality. Totally. Which is like you guys have. You guys have great sound quality. Thanks. How many how many podcasts do you listen to? Oh, they're shit that that's just <laughs> so dog funny. shit yeah. it sounds like they're like talking through a tin you know, right. tin can I right so, <laughs> so hey, you can say whatever yeah, you yeah. want yeah so like to me those are the two most important things and then if you can get that locked down the next thing is just being consistent yeah and once you do all that everything will, will flow the way it's supposed to in my opinion yeah no, no th- that's i think a
0: good, we accidentally did that right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we found a very similar i think yeah, although Mark path, has, you know. al- he's always a stickler for quality sound. You right, know, right. in the beginning, I was almost like, yeah, whatever. I've heard so many podcasts; they don't, it doesn't have to sound super. But now I see why, and it is a compliment you get from a lot of people. Yeah, right. that they, that they call it such a nice, clean sound. You know, yeah. and I mean that's. Uh, It's a nice compliment to get. And its I never would have thought that many people would have noticed it, you know? It absolutely sets it apart. Like, Because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I'll listen listen
2: to the ones that don't have good sound quality. But then when you get one that does have good sound quality, and it's like good music production, and everything kind of comes together, you're like, oh, this is like a real – I'm listening to a real podcast right now. This isn't just some,
3: you know, just – Nothing podcast. Speaking of which, I I do apologize that you're using an SM58 while we all have RE20s here. That's why I sat next to
4: Rob so I could use the electric voice. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did when he (laughs) went downstairs. He's
0: like, I'm going to be over here near that mic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs)
4: No, but we listened to, I was listening to you guys on the way down, and there's within five seconds, I was like, boom, they're good. (laughs) Oh, cool. The quality is is flawless. I was like, all right, these guys know what they're doing. It's a good thing. Awesome. Well, he does, you know. Well, well, yeah, you know, you get to take the credit. You're yeah. here. So, yeah. But I'll as wait. you
0: know, you, you guys only met him when you walked in the door. I do my part. I do all the texting back and forth. Yeah, you and
4: gave us a range. vehicle. He hasn't given us a vehicle. <laughs> I haven't given
0: you. No, but I got a
3: big bag of weed later. <laughs> yeah, I, <smoke> <laughs> 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 I forget to say that
0: comes okay. with the podcast. All it right. Comes with all right. <laughs> um, Before you know it, they're going to leave with keys to our house. Uh, we uh, try out <laughs> to outdo each other. Why not? Yeah. It's Block Island, man. <laughs> yeah. um, so where are we? Can we go back to- We can go do whatever you want. Yeah, we got plenty of time. So- we did the piece in ours on the Palantine, right? Yeah, we, we, we did, did a That little. was the first season. So you guys covered. I had never heard the part about the woman hiding below the decks. And so apparently there's this woman, uh, Mary, who's... Now, is that part of the story or did you
1: guys throw that one in there? No, no, that's part of the story. And I, again record keeping we go back of course to that. yeah but there are several variations of her hiding there and why she was hiding there and what happened to her so i tried to go with the one that i thought was the most likely in that story where she was like hiding below and didn't want to come out because she was basically scared or whatever yeah they were, didn't want to leave you know, her stuff and
0: in in the one of the theories is that the islanders tricked the ship into crashing right right to loot it yes. and then when they finally decided it was time Unbeknownst to them, this woman never got off the ship. She just stayed hiding, and they lit the ship on fire to destroy the evidence or to get rid of it. Right, and you could hear her screaming. We actually did mention that. Did we in ours? Yeah. See, I don't remember
3: that. She had it was the 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 story that we used um, had her refusing to leave the ship. Oh, so they tried to get her off, and she wanted to stay with yeah her things her things yeah so
1: you'll find different variations of it and you'll find a lot of different variations of these stories throughout i'm in the middle of covering a castle that was built in the late 1200s so Imagine trying to, you know, scour through those oh, records yes. and try to figure out what what's legit and what's not legit, and all that.
3: So, stuff. are you like the research guy? You seem like you're more like the research. Or do you all do? No, research? we we take. So
1: we this podcast would not continue if there wasn't three of us. Yeah, because we switch weeks. Okay. So every week, one of us is the one doing the research for the episode doing the voiceover recording, doing the video production of it. And it probably takes us each 30 to 40 hours to do that. That's what I was going to ask right? for 15 minutes. Right. Right. Because you want to be thorough in your research. You want the sound quality to be good. And then you're doing a video production as well. So it's, it's a lot of work, but it, it's, it adds to the show. Yeah. Like it, it, it trying to figure out what you can, that's real and calling out like, Hey, we're not sure this is really what happened. Yeah. This is either verbally been, passed down throughout the time or you know um the sally house is our big episode so one of our big episodes anyways where that that happened and what's this house the what the sally house the
3: sally house where's that
1: that's in atchison kansas okay so that is the story i'll I'll let dave cover this
3: so, so yeah so
2: block island was rob's episode that week that's why he's got all the information on it the sally house happened to be mine so it was a house that was built by a guy named mc finney i don't know how far we want to get into this one but um he died shortly after building the house and his son charles finney took over it and charles was sort of like a jack of all trades he was like the town doctor the town you know lawyer the town you know everything basically and um he would do like small medical procedures from the house and one day a woman came with her daughter who was in excruciating pain and it was or it was one evening that she came and they brought her in and he did a you know, he, he looked her over and decided that, like, oh, this girl has appendicitis and needs uh, an emergency appendectomy right away. And there was no way to get her to a hospital in time. So he elected to do the surgery in the house. How kind. Yeah. I mean, he I mean, he, he had, thought he was doing the right yeah, thing. Yeah. So you know? he thought it was like this was her best chance of survival. Uh, spoiler alert! It was not. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> he started. Doing, we don't know that. <laughs> we do. So he,
2: he started doing the surgery before the anesthetics had kicked in, and so oh. the girl basically just died on the bed while this guy was operating. And probably oh. she's a young girl, so she probably just assumed that the man was torturing her and killing her and didn't understand why. So this house is violently haunted by this ghost. The ghost of this girl. A couple had moved in there in the 1990s to rent it and they were having a new baby and they had the baby in the new nursery and just weird things started happening. Like the family would go into the room and they just find all the toys circled up in the middle of the room and like nobody put it there or anything. Facing
1: outward though.
2: Facing outward, which is a really weird detail. Okay. You know, you figure if a kid's gonna set up toys, which this was an infant, so the infant's not setting up toys, but if a kid was gonna set up toys, right, you'd be,
3: they'd be facing inside. Facing the kid. party or something. Yeah.
2: Right? Um, but yeah, so the, the toys would circle up and then, um, Tony, the father would just have these scratches manifest on his body that, you know, you couldn't, they couldn't figure out where they were coming from. So he was getting scratched. Items started bursting into flames. Um, and this story got so big that the, uh, the TV show sightings picked it up. Really? They sent their, uh, yeah. Back in the nineties, they sent their crew out and while they're interviewing Deb, who was the wife they notice tony starts like these scratches just start appearing on his skin and bleeding so they're like wow get the cameras over here they start pointing the cameras at tony and they're just watching and you can watch it you can go check out the episodes on youtube and you just watch the these scars just appear on his skin and just bleed in real time and nobody everyone was baffled the show host came out to the location for the first time ever because it was like i gotta see this and um yeah, they think that was either the ghost of Sally or
3: some sort of demonic force. Wow! Of the and how did you get that story? How did you 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 broke this the story on this though? You you were the first one to that house, or okay?
1: No, it's it's kind of a so it's weird because it's it's sort of popular in the paranormal community, okay. but it's not like the biggest story. So we we just covered it thoroughly, like we we put it out there, and um, that ended up being one of our bigger episodes. Gotcha. We. Even, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with wrestling, but we went on to Chris Jericho's podcast to talk about this story as well. Wow. So I brought it up just to point out the fact that that particular story, the record keeping on that is not good because the entire town hall flooded and they lost all the records from before 1910. So it was hard. So again, yeah. trying to find the actual records of what happened with that little girl, they don't exist because everything is destroyed yet once again. Yeah, the
2: house sits right on the bank of the Missouri
3: River, so the area
2: floods,
1: floods. constantly. Wow! Oh, so, man. you guys
3: now, you're uh, the podcast is how when did it just burst? Did it take off immediately as soon as you guys started doing it? Like, what was the build? Because it's you, you have what your da- average twenty thousand per episode, I think, or something like that twenty seven thousand listeners.
4: Uh, like forty thousand a month, I think, right around there. Yeah, Good yeah, enough. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, probably around ten an episode for now um and then you get a content like youtube and facebook views and everything so who knows with views and listens but yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, it's all it's a tricky one yeah um yeah it didn't take off like right away right away it did better than we thought it was going to do right away yeah and then i don't know it just caught fire like it just was it TikTok. oh tiktok helped Ah. yeah we blew up on tiktok a lot really quick before tiktok just absolutely crushed us yep. and they just decided that they don't want us to grow anymore so right? i think within uh, <laughs> dickheads within 3 days we gained like 40,000 followers on tiktok like I, we were just going viral and it was unbelievable we were just refreshed and 100 followers 100 followers it's 100 followers it was amazing to watch and um and we, my our little brother andrew is very successful on tiktok he has millions of followers and uh he, even he said like this is better than any of my days and we're like wow that's crazy so wow. we got a lot of new listeners from tiktok and, um, and then something happened with, I think we mentioned death or killing too many times okay and TikTok decided like you are never getting publicity i got images. you so They're TikTok wants you to just be like
3: yay happy fun yeah they, they, they the want the us time. to dance
4: or something and we, <laughs> yeah. we just can't dance so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dance monkey dance yeah. yeah yeah so the TikTok page is still there but it it's yeah. just it doesn't get the activity anymore
3: gotcha gotcha it's um, funny how
0: they control that stuff what yeah. Do you? Mm-hmm.
3: oh yeah yeah no the internet
0: is not a democracy trust this. oh i oh i know it's certain people pushing certain buttons oh yeah and a lot of algorithms yeah, yeah. whatever those are i don't know i'm gonna write one later okay i'll, try I'll to help figure you figure it out um hey before uh, i got one more quick okay. thing with the large amount of stuff what is your do you guys have your own opinion whether it was deliberately sabotaged or i think it's very believable that that you know that it was drawn to the shore on tension the palatine you mean yeah i'm sorry the palatine yeah
1: um, I think it's very much likely, based on you no know, offense, the characters that were living on the island at the well, time. Well, and, and where, it was a
0: time where survival was not that easy, you right? Know, you, here you see timber and food and resources, and you know which
1: is hard enough to get in twenty twenty two over here, right? Like yeah, and it's still it was- a million times easier than than uh, it was in the 17 and 1800s.
0: Did you ever hear the term moon cussing? Because that's what I heard that's called.
1: No, I'd never I, heard that. Yeah, I heard yeah.
0: it's called moon cussing, moon cussing. because... You know the the ship an optimum an optimal ship would come by that you'd want to try to wreck, right? But if the full moon was out, they could clearly see. If it was a clear night with a moon, they could see everything, and they uh, didn't they fall for it. Curse the moon! Yeah, yep. so you That's wanted true. a you wanted a cloud cover night with no moon and no stars, so that all they were relying on was the light. As a landmark for the you know for the land,
1: yeah, the donkey going around in the circle with the yeah. torch, right? Yes. this is an interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, wow, I never even knew that was a thing. Yeah, I Until heard that. I like covered, they would
0: pile up like bales of hay, and you know the donkey would just walk around it, and it would it would come on and go off. Yeah, come on and go off. Clever. The
2: island at the time pretty much like hundred percent inhabited by pirates. You know, every time I've read about. Well, the only time I've ever really read about Block Island was I read a lot of pirate books and it's always, they're always talking about Block Island because it was like a a main stop for pirates coming up the uh, East Coast to get basically timber for their masts.
0: Yeah, and I think it was a safe spot. Like, you know, once you got, you know, I think, to this day, there's still people kind of it's hanging abs- out here that Big you know, don't want to be found. You I, I, still ships I can't and believe you <laughs> found a way. To sh-
1: <laughs> no. I can't believe you found a way to shoehorn pirates into this talk too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just it doesn't stop with you ever. Well, there, he, all right. there he goes with yeah. the pirates again. But I do. I, <laughs> I find a way. Yeah, I've heard that. That, Dude, that uh,
0: this was like you could get close enough to get what you need, like because then you could have it brought over from the mainland, like the timber for your ships or whatever, and then off you go. But you never went. You know, it was, it was a lot for them to send like a naval officer out here to try to find you if you're a pirate. So, yeah. And from my I study I don't know you like pirates think I heard there was a lot of cabitzing uh, between government and pirates as far as what was allowed and what wasn't and yeah, the they kind of the whole
2: their, they had their contracts with the private Yeah the, the whole something. thing yeah.
0: started with them you know being like yeah as long as they're not our ships you can loot any ships you want cuz they figured it was kind of like a private army of mercenaries helping yeah, them basically
2: yeah they're, yeah. They're go loot the enemy ships
0: And then they started to figure out that you know it, who gives a shit? Whatever yeah. ship it is, we could just take it, you yeah.
2: know? Why would we stop doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You yeah. created this monster.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, have you ever heard of... So, all right, I'm going to tell you a story. So, we were given the... We, I, I've done some acting and some independent film work and stuff, and we were allowed to use the National Hotel and the Springhouse <sighs> Hotel in the off-season, so they were completely shut down. And... We used an old house over here for some of the cast and crew to stay in, and one of the cast members said that he was sexually assaulted during the night by a ghost. Have you ever heard of such a thing happening?
1: Uh, Funny enough, we have. We covered a- (laughs) Funny enough. (laughs) Now that you mention ghost rape. (laughs) So are you guys familiar with Ron Artest, the basketball player? Yeah. So he claims that he was sexually assaulted by a ghost in a hotel in Oklahoma City. And many NBA teams would stay in this hotel and people like Derek Rose as well. He had a story where he wouldn't stay in his room by himself because he was so scared. So this is NBA teams that do not want to stay in a hotel in Oklahoma city. Wow. That, that happened as well. Yeah. So demonic demonic
2: theory too. So you have your incubus, which is a male demon that um, will basically like, try and attract you with like lust and things like that for females. And then the opposite would be the succubus would be a female demon.
3: that yeah, Tries I've to lure men in. Run into a couple of those in my day. Mm, yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <don't we> all. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Usually got to buy them some Gucci stuff too or whatever. I, anyway. I don't, I
0: don't think that's what they're talking about. No, I know. But no. it,
3: yeah, it's interesting to know that ghosts can be perverts as well. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't go away for some.
0: No. And, uh, but I, and, and just for the record, we will say that, Oh, I hope I don't get in trouble for this one. but We probably m- will. Yeah, who cares? Uh, Springhouse definitely creepier in the closed down winter setting than yeah. the National was. But the National made more noises, but they all sounded more natural, like the building creaking and the wind whistling through. Whereas the Springhouse, you, you could sort of hear people talking and walking in the, in what was an empty hotel in the winter. And yeah. Well, have you, you, have you
1: been in there yet? If you know a guy that knows a guy that knows a guy, we would love to come investigate those places in the winter. Well, we, we can, I can see, you know, we could pass Yeah. We know, we, yeah, we, yeah, know, a we, guy. we know, we, a we might guys. know a guy. Yeah. Uh, or if you're the guy listening, you know, first, Like and subscribe to our show. Second, give us a five star rating. Tell us how amazing we are, and then send us an email and say, "Hey, Mm -hmm. come check out my haunted place." (laughs) Yes,
0: yes, yeah. No, these hotels have had you know ex presidents stay in them, and there's been a lot of. They've been some of these are the oldest hotels still you know, in their original shape and form yeah. in uh, all of new England. So. I actually was renovating
3: um, the, the Harbor grill right when you get off the ferry, the Harbor side directly across from the ferry dock. Uh, I was here over a winter once working, doing some construction work in the restaurant portion on the first floor. And um, it was like, you know, all the electricity I had work lights on cause the electric was shut off to the uh, thing. So very cold. It was like January, February. I had a uh, propane blast heater, um, and I was there. I was probably I was working late by myself, it was probably like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And um, I I had I'd, I'd stopped working. I was standing looking at the wall for, you know, trying to figure out something. And uh, I just heard it sound like a marble drop above me on, a, on the floor on the next floor up in one of the guest rooms and roll across the floor. I heard it and i walked into the lobby and looked up this which is pitch black dark and i looked up there's this crooked ass staircase you know the the staircase oh, yeah, at yeah. the harbor side yep. it's like it's like a funhouse staircase um and i looked up and i just stood there and i was just like all the hair on my neck and my arms stood up and i was like peace <laughs> i'm out i will see you later i'm and that was the end of my night but it was creepy and again you know could have been whatever something on a a wind blew and it was just rolled up, you know, but.
2: Or was, do
0: we just convince ourselves of that? I don't know. Yeah, Either way. The well, s-
2: ghost is, is residual energy that lingers, right? Yeah. So that's kind of like when you talk about when you get a feeling or something or when your hair stands up. There's yeah. Something is making that hair stand up, right? Yeah. Is it, the, is it a feeling coming from you or is it residual energy right? that's left over from who knows what?
0: like Right. Yeah. And it seems like there's a lot of uh, electricity involved. Like it's almost like static electricity yeah is there is and you said the water one of you said the water's a conduit for electricity and i mean it is for electricity too so i mean do you feel that those play into each other like electrical fields and and auras are they all generated by this residual energy related to electric
2: sure so i mean this is this is basic this is physics so all energy that ever existed is the same energy that's ever existed that's like the number one law of physics so when we're basically wa- human beings walking around full of energy and when we die that energy leaves our body in the form of heat and it since you know reference the first rule of physics that energy stays here and it goes somewhere right where does it go you know uh, there's theories that it, you know, it gets retained in water it gets retained in certain kinds of stone um like limestone and granite and whatnot wood does it get
4: retained in wood Maybe. well you gotta I also know. think everything has water in it anyways. So it could absolutely right. be retained in wood. Uh, this is why a lot of times when people are renovating houses and they knock down a wall or something like that, all of a sudden there's crazy hauntings, right? You hear about that all the time. Construction crews walking out because they're like, ah, oh, it's too, too haunted. What you're doing when you're knocking down a wall is you are now exposing water that hasn't been exposed for X amount of years. Yeah. It could be a hundred years. could be 200 years. There's water in everything. Right. Yeah. So, and, and one of these things is, you know, um, water can uh, scientifically retain memory. So it's been scientifically proven and what you could have when you do is it goes back to the stone tape theory. And I don't know if you've ever heard of no. Stone what's tape that? Theory. We're going real. We That's real all right tape here. But yeah, with the stone tape theory, it's basically like certain events could trigger. All right, let's say something traumatic happens. Let's say Rob gets up and kills everyone. Yeah, it's going to happen eventually anyways. <laughs>
0: but, uh, just hopefully not yeah. today. Can I get my car back before you do that? <laughs> and he seemed like such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and attractive. Yeah.
4: Well, you know, Those can be deceiving. But the uh, you know, some some traumatic like that were to happen, then basically this event gets imprinted in the walls or into right. certain kinds of stone, usually, and once something happens basically when you see a haunting this could be these events replaying themselves and it's it's there's a lot more to it i just explained it A yeah.
2: classic example is gettysburg right you add however many thousands of people all die at once yeah right in a very violent quick way and all that energy leaves those bodies all at the same time and absorbs into all those stones that natural stone that's in that area these stones that naturally retain energy right All at once. So that's why you get a lot of, or that's the theory is that's why you get a lot of residual hauntings in Gettysburg. It's like one of the most haunted places in America. Um, And it was because of that large amount of concentrated death in one area and all of that energy
3: escaping at the same time. My dad was a Civil War buff. I've been to Gettysburg like five times. And uh, we actually one night went... We went looking. There was a somewhere. There was a cemetery where supposedly Lincoln's ghost was cruising around. So we actually went into the cemetery. My dad want well, my dad wanted to go look for Lincoln's ghost. I'm like, and we did. We didn't find him, but no. I was like, really? Well, because <laughs> that was out of character for him. He wouldn't normally do that. But anyways, yes. Uh, back to the point.
0: And maybe I he think, was just opening up to you a little, and
3: you know possibly who's, yeah you know who's, yeah I shut him down anyway <laughs> uh, I feel like all of this is like here's my theory right is I everything you're saying I I, I get and I I, I agree like energy and you know energy I believe UFOs uh, visitors from other maybe they're not from other planets could be other dimension, interdimensional visitors. Uh, if you've done any research about like DMT and this you know the, the people going into like you know these down these wormholes and seeing machine elves and all that kind of stuff um i I think like yeah, I believe in all ghosts. I believe in all of this stuff and but I also believe it can be explained. There's a, a way that, you know, science one day, or once we evolve as humans, will will be able to, some of us, you know, psychics have these gifts that they can project or see things. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I, am not going to explain it well, but I think it's all connected somehow, you know, it's all like, you know, the force basically for lack of a better
0: thing. Well, I've been educated so far. I like the, the energy being released and being absorbed by other things. That, like I did not stones know that and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty no, cool. That's what it, yeah. yeah.
4: I'm surprised you got that after how terribly I explained it, but yes. Thank no, you. I'm getting no, it. It. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You could be as dumb as you want. We're Look, very perceptive. <laughs> we are picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> but even
4: if, <laughs> Yeah, even if you talk about UFOs, and this is something we don't really get into in the show, but I mean, it's all but confirmed by the FBI now. Like, they're releasing files. Like, yeah, yeah, they were. They were yeah. Something. So it's like, okay, so now all of a sudden, everyone's been calling these people crazy for 100 years, and yeah. now all of a sudden- uh, nah, it's, it's real, but, you know, we got bigger things to worry about. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, we got, yeah. yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, eventually maybe the scientific community will come around on, on ghost hunting and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm still, I put myself basically on the fence. Yeah, like, We've seen some things since we started doing the ghost show. Obviously we got into it because of Rob's house, but once, I mean, we're going to more and more haunted locations. And now it's like, as we visit these places and you get bad feelings and you start to see some things. As you kind of come around to it. So okay. you know, I'm leaning more heavily into, I do believe it, but maybe eventually, I mean, they've all but confirmed uh, UFOs. Maybe they will all but confirm ghosts. You know,
3: I, 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 think, it's, I think it's a measurable quantity. Like you said, it's energy, it's, it's science, it's physics. There's stuff there. Like it's sooner or later, if we don't destroy ourselves as a civilization first, we're going to hopefully evolve to a point where we can wrap our brains around it. And like I said, some yeah. people already have those gifts and are able to now, how did you, so Rob, you, you're obviously it started with you with, with your house, but did you guys, were you, did you guys go down a rabbit hole in terms of doing research on paranormal activity and, and research? And, and how do you have like devices that measure things? And how did you get all that stuff? And
1: Oh, we, <laughs> we acquired like a bunch of ghost hunting equipment throughout yeah probably the last 10 years we had a spare box already. So we, we were getting more EMF detectors, stuff like that. We don't have like a full like kit, like some of these shows that go out. And yeah. Do. But I don't think you fully need that all the time. Right. No. Like, like Jesse was saying, we walked into the Oliver house in Middleborough and I was in that house and I walked into a room and I just got a feeling in that room. Right. And I was just like, there's something up in this room. And our, our tour guide That was showing us the house before we actually investigated. It was like, oh, yeah, I'll tell you about this room in a little bit. And something had happened in that room. And and so I think you got to go off of both. Right. Right. Like you need the tools, but you also get that feeling Mm -hmm. like sometimes. And sometimes you just got to believe what you see or what you hear. It doesn't – you don't need every little bit of – things to get started with this.
3: And and the more you do this, do you find that you trust your own instincts uh, or, or are you honing, do you think, or, or is, are your skills in, in being able to perceive things sharpening as you, the more you do it, I would assume it would. Yeah.
4: We're becoming more experienced. I mean, yeah. we are getting more stuff. So yeah. like we, we do have plenty of equipment that we bring, but um, as a, I think it was Troy Taylor who wrote the ghost hunters guidebook, good book. And throughout that repeatedly, he just keeps saying the best tool for a paranormal investigator is The paranormal investigator so it's yourself it's being open to seeing these things and feeling these things and you know when we go into these things i think rob is more of a sensitive when it comes to this kind of stuff because rob gets the feelings you know like he knows yeah right Uh, the only house that i've that i've ever gone to that i was terrified of was the conjuring house and like i said like like when we were there it was a big group it was fun but at the very end of that i went back into the house by myself i was like let me go make sure i get a a few photos with nobody in the house just you know clear shots of the rooms try to take at least three or four pictures in every single room see if we catch anything on camera or even just for b-roll for the for the video part of the episode or whatever and when i walked back in there i was alone in the house and i was absolutely like scared shitless all of a sudden the rest of the night i was fine and then at this point when i was in there by myself it was like then you got that heavy feeling it was especially in the upstairs of that house i was like oh man this just i couldn't do this by myself wow it was a scary place to be Well, so much
2: of it is as, um, like feelings. And we get a lot of people that send their stories into us, whether it's by email or or whatnot. And a lot of the things that people are experiencing are feelings in certain areas that they can't really explain or they don't understand why they're feeling that way. Yeah. A popular one that we get a lot is like an inexplicable adrenaline rush. They don't know where it came from. They get, you know, these people, these people aren't like, um, prone to that type of feeling. And they just, they get, they go into a room and they get this feeling and they don't understand it. And, um, if you're going off the theory that ghosts are energy, well, there's your answer for that. Right. And I think the equipment that we use to measure this stuff is more of just like a validation of the feelings that you get when you go into a place. And it's also kind of the reason that I feel like people, you know, their stories aren't really taken seriously. Because if I'm gonna tell you a ghost story and say, I went into this room and I felt a certain way, you're gonna be like, you know, I've seen so many horror movies, when does the good part start, the story? You <laughs> yeah, know, it's like, yeah.
3: well, it <laughs> was, that was, just, <laughs> yeah, was yeah. just a feeling. Yep, yep. So
0: wow well and i I could that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah i'm like how do you describe it you know sometimes like like you just said that's the best description you're gonna get yeah it doesn't have to be i saw the woman go by and then she pushed me you know it's just that you feel house watching i've got a few winter house watches that i i feel different in that house every not different i feel huh how am i saying this I have the same feeling every time I go in, but it's different than every other house I go in. And mm-hmm. I've always noticed like one room is always like 10 degrees different temperature. And it's not just from the sun, you know, but there are certain houses and they're very old, you know, and I think that that's, you know, I've yeah. never had the actual, you know, some guy in a rocking chair talking to me, but you definitely feel, you know,
2: well, the temperature drop is an interesting one because that's when you see in a lot of haunted cases right like why does the temperature drop okay well if we're back to the energy thing you have a possibility of a spirit drawing the energy from the room and heat is a form of energy so if you have a spirit drawing the energy out of the room that might be why you feel a cold spot
1: huh Hmm. a little fun tidbit on that is when we did the conjuring house we went to Bathsheba's grave which is the supposed witch that has something tied with the house and we were taking temperature readings at the grave and her grave was what 25 degrees colder or something. Yeah, it
2: was like no, it's it like 10 degrees colder and this is a Every laser yeah. surface temperature. Yeah. So like the actual wasn't measuring ambient temperature, it was measuring the actual surface temperature <laughs> of that gravesite. So it was like it was uh what was it? November at the time there, there was like 35 degrees, 35 degrees. Or sorry, forty five degrees, forty five degrees, thirty five degrees, forty five degrees, and that was on her spot. Which we were like, I don't know what that means, but like that's yeah, weird. It's right, f- freaky.
4: Yeah, it was, it was something to look at. And then the, uh, another thing that you see in a lot of haunted locations and paranormal investigations and everything is uh, like equipment dying. Right, you see that all the time. All yeah, all of a sudden our batteries are dead. This goes back to the same thing where it's right, like, uh, it's believed that with um, a spirit, in order to manifest, it has to draw its energy from somewhere. So it might drain the batteries in your video camera. It might drain the batteries in your sb 7 Spirit Box or something, and then all of a sudden you get a haunting. And so it's a it's a great indicator. And we've had this happen at multiple locations with our equipment just dying like that. We just charge this thing. Why is it dead? Yeah. Especially with video cameras, Um, it's it's a great indicator that something is about to happen Uh because that means it drew the energy. And it it can happen from a person as well. Like all of a sudden someone might just be exhausted. Yeah. It's like you may have gotten that. you know, your energy drained from something that's about to manifest. So. I
3: know some living people that are pretty good at doing that to yeah, you, too. Yeah, suck like the just, energy out of me. Yeah, talking to them at the bar, you're like, <laughs> oh, oh, God, not again. Nice. Uh-huh, yes, yeah. I heard about your new car. <laughs> uh,
0: and then all of a sudden you have a ghost. Right. <laughs> now, do you experience many, uh, I'm jumping all over the place, but I'm back to Block Island. The There are still homes here that have the death room. Are you familiar with the death room and what the death room is?
1: Yeah. yeah so, the so, Oliver House had that as well. We, sort of.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I find there's a few of them out here still have them. And Block Island is always like lagged behind. And I'm thinking like long after larger towns and cities started to form morgues where they could take the bodies, Block Island probably was still putting Graham on the attic. Are know? we in the death room?
3: haha ha, no not even yet. even scarier <laughs> this used to be the old band room at captain nicks where all the band stayed so Ooh. it's probably even
0: more possessed by other kinds of things now, um, typically the death room is it's like this it's almost like a vertical little staircase and i not a very big door you yeah. know now there's storage of course but you know uh i wonder if the attic door that kept opening was a a death room at one point i mean i guess you didn't have to have a death room at the time but it was just where you put somebody the attic right to the ground thawed out and you could bury him
1: right yeah i mean definitely a possibility for for that house yeah so
2: would people die in the death room or would that just be where you keep the body after death
1: no that'd be and i'm not
0: even using maybe i'm not using the right term but that would be so you someone dies in february no no heavy equipment at the time to jackhammer into the ground and you know if you were a religious belief, they would store the body and it would freeze up there. Cause yeah. there was no heat. Right. So basically it was like a natural freezer and they would freeze. And then when the ground would become warm enough, you would put them in the ground. I that's where the stigma for addicts being so scary came from. It might you know, be. I wonder impossible. if general addicts at some point in time was used. It's a strange word. We've got to find out the origin of the yeah. word "attic." Mm. Yeah. Rob, do
4: mm. you have an attic
0: in your house?
1: I do.
4: Oh, maybe we can. Uh, once Dave finally goes, can store him up there for the winter months. <laughs>
1: yeah, sure. if you're gonna try that, like, go with a small, you know, lighter guy. Yeah, than, than me. You I, and I, I yeah. actually plan on like propping him outside in the winter <laughs> as, <laughs> as a scarecrow type deal. Dress him that's, like a pirate first, though. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, make him a little bit happy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's
0: perfect. You know. Um, well let's before we wrap up because we're getting near that time are you allowed to talk about this potential that you're going to be doing something with television you want
1: to talk Um, about can you yeah so it's it's very early stages but we are starting to talk about doing some sort of television we say television and like Cause we're all old and we remember what television yeah. is but it could be streaming, streaming you know show and, yeah, yeah. you know test it on the internet you know, first if it picks up yeah, yeah we're in, we're in talks for it so that might be it might take a little bit but you wow. might see us popping up on some of your stuff wow. before we go the one thing i would want to touch on is i'm sure you guys you know you're not a paranormal show and i'm sure people are listening to this very skeptical skeptically Skeptically, you know, words, words, sometimes I don't, I don't eh. use them. They got that skepticality. Yeah. 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 They got a lot of skepticality. (laughs) I don't know, man. And I think it's fair. And I think you should be. What I think you need to do as a skeptic though, is you need to just be open to listening because you can learn so much about a place just based on, just based on the ghost story. You can find out so much history about where you're from. I'm sure uh, on the block Island ghost stores, not only are you learning ghost stories, you're learning about the history of the Island yes, along exactly. with it. So, I mean, just open your mind a little bit if you're not into it and just listen to some people because you'll learn a lot about a place just by listening to the ghost stories.
3: Yeah. I, I like it. I mean, I'm definitely open and, uh, this has been so cool. Yeah, it's and I, I been thank, really cool. thank you guys for being open to coming and chatting with us today, because this is like one of the cooler episodes. Yeah, feel, this like. is really cool. Appreciate and it very and much. And it's also nice to hang out with some podcast dudes that like are rock stars that, that
0: are making it. Yeah, hold know. on. Let me get out my wallet. Yeah, Mom. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let, do us a favor. Before we plug us and say goodbye to this episode... Uh, which one of you speak up, tell us a little bit about your, not not a little bit, but just remind how everyone the can they the find name you? Of the podcast. What just do you do? You know, you're stuff.
1: streaming live and stuff like that. Yeah. Sure. If you type in hometown ghost stories on any of your podcast platforms, we'll pop right up. Um, you are, it's a mandatory thing that you give us a five-star review Mm
0: -hmm. and tell us how
1: great we are. We love to read that, but we're also on YouTube. If you want to watch a live version of the show, you can see us. Actually, we put a lot of work into the video production, so you can see a whole visual aspect of it with the show. And then you can watch us talk about it afterwards. And we joke around a lot about it. It's not a a completely serious show. We're having a lot of fun on that after part. And, um, we are, we go live. Like I said earlier, every Tuesday night at 9 PM, We cover a new location live and you can hop in the chat and we have a great, a great group of people that are in that chat every Tuesday night. So shout out to them as well. They make the show a lot more enjoyable for everybody because they're having fun in the chat. They're also asking questions. It's just a great community, like any community that you can build and that word gets tossed around a lot, but it is a great little community that we're building within the paranormal community. Super awesome. cool. Yeah. Very Super cool. Cool. And at
0: least go check out that block Island episode for starters. Yep. It's the haunted lighthouses of block Island. I enjoyed it very much. And I think that'll get you maybe a little bit hooked and you know, yeah. you know, Check them out, but give them give them a good rating and subscribe. But uh thank you so much Truman, yeah, thank for you joining guys. us
3: today. Yeah, thanks for having us. us. All right. And congrats on all your success oh, and, and continued success for yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: we want to see it. We want to see you on TV. And, and
3: hopefully you don't run into any demons, just just ghosts. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I right mean, take what we can get. I like yeah. ratings, so we'll see. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll keep us posted. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning into this episode with our great guests. And if you want to reach out to us, obviously, we have an email. So please reach us at two guys on bi at gmail.com. At at, say that again. Two guys on bi at gmail.com.com. .com. <laughs> .com. And
3: don't forget to follow us on uh, facebook.com and uh, instagram.com. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to subscribe to us on uh, spotify.com <laughs> or, or apple, uh, apple podcast.com. This has uh, been
0: rich.com and that's <laughs> mark.com. mark.com.
3: Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's it So, But oh, oh, oh Most importantly Just make sure you tell your friends about us Yeah Because your friends are going to love us Spread the word Yeah
0: Alright Alright, good times Yeah, great episode Thanks again, gents And uh, have a good week
3: See ya Hey, Rich What's up? I got this sheet and a pair of scissors Can you help me uh, turn this into like a ghost outfit? I want to see if I can get on, on Hometown uh, Ghost Stories podcast can
0: I, can I do it while you're wearing it? Uh. That sounds dangerous what shall we do
3: with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? What shall we do with a drunken sailor? We're
4: dying to fall.